Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. I'm Victor Rubio. And I am not Natalie Willis. Whoa. <laughs> uh, we are here for episode five of season five of Six Feet Under titled Eat a Peach. This is Marissa, by the way. Yes. And Marissa has now uh, tallied up quite a podcast resume from being from someone when I met, didn't know what a podcast was. No, pretended like I did. Oh, yeah, podcasts. <laughs> and now you are... If you want to go ahead and list your resume. Sure. Well, I have Digging Six Feet Under, a few episodes, and now we have Digging Dexter Uh that we just started. That will probably be coming out next week. Very exciting. I guess guess let's let's put it like this, just because we're at the beginning of the episode. We We did record our first episode already, and I'm just sort of keeping it somewhat under wraps until we go quote unquote live doing the bunny ears with that uh if you want to hear our first episode before we post it you could get in touch with us at whatever hundreds of avenues i have to do so uh twitter at digging podcast or instagram at digging podcast email us digging six feet under at gmail or digging dexter uh we'll have more on that next week but you forgot one huge part of your resume What's the huge part? You're the voice of the podcast. I am. I'm the VOP. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I did forget that. Uh, Nat- Remember how many glasses of wine and how many Whitney Houston songs <laughs> yeah. it took me to get the courage to record that those three lines? L- little little pro tip here to get Marissa <laughs> to do anything. I anything. just realized something. Yes. I'm going to start playing you some Whitney Houston to get you an Apple Watch. <laughs> oh my gosh. There you go. <laughs> to get Marissa to do anything, you can just play Whitney Houston. Um, that's how I got her just by playing Whitney Houston. Um, Natalie is not here this week and I was going to explain why, but she wanted it for it to come from her own words. And as she told me and she made it very clear, she wants everyone to know the weight, me and Natalie are coworkers. She wanted to say the weight of the business is on her shoulders. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she wanted me to say that verbatim and that is what she told me. So, uh, if I thought she got into another blimp accident, but wow. apparently not the weight of the business is on her shoulders. So that's why Natalie's not here this week. Um, that being said, we have episode five of six feet under eat a peach. Um, before we get into it, do you have any, uh, uh prime primer thoughts on the episode? No. <laughs> just like something interesting or whatever before we get into it like about the episode right no okay i don't really know where you're going with this you could have said it was beautiful oh it was beautiful <laughs> i forgot that's my line uh the phrase eat a peach do you know what that means no i looked it up because i didn't know either um and first of all if you go to urban dictionary the first thing that comes under eat a peach is but Grinding the corn, let's say. No. <laughs> yes. That's two six feet under episodes that um, um, symbolize or whatever, make a reference to that. But I have, I guess, what it actually is meant for, and I'll just read it. Um, the term was originally from a line in one of the 20th century's most, admire, most admired poems, T.S. Eliot's The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock, bleh, in which the poet asks a number of rhetorical questions in which he wonders about the meaning of life and questions his own inability to overcome his indecisions. Jeez. That's a lot of double negatives yeah. there. Uh, in this poem, the chorus line is, In the room the woman come and go talking of Michelangelo. Among the many questions he poses to himself is, Shall I part my hair behind? Do I dare eat a peach? I believe you will find this is the genesis of the eat a peach meaning. 
Uh, yeah, the way you're looking at me now, exactly. So actually, I do have a primer thought. You're just catching me all off guard today. Okay. I do have a primer thought. Um, one of my friend's grandmothers mm-hmm. would say, like, if you were like, oh, I'm so hungry, she would say, take a bite out of my ass. It's a peach. Oh. And that's literally what I thought about when I saw the title. But I, st- I still, I having just read that and like re- read it a few I times, have no what you said. I have no idea. I don't even know yeah. what you said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, there's like, what are we in now? Episode, we're on episode 50 something. I want to say like half of those, like 25 or 30. I have no idea what the episode title hmm. is in reference to and, you yeah. know. Um, but that being said, um, we, so we we watch this episode and then we usually do thoughts on the patio where you just, you go ahead and feed me some. Uh, feed me some knowledge to use on the podcast knowledge. so that you yes. look smart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had found, well, first, let me say this. I had Jeanette from the Humanology Podcast write in, and she wrote in something really interesting that I didn't even realize, and we'll get to that in Claire's storyline. But kind of just as before we started recording, uh, Colton texted me and said the same exact thing. And we'll get there. Um, something I had picked up on, if you remember when we were doing Thoughts on the Patio, uh the amount of ambushing that mm-hmm. happens in this episode. We have Brenda ambushes Maya when she asks about her real mother, if she wants to know that. Uh, Mary ambushes Keith and David about pregnancy, calls them. Um, Margaret obviously ambushes yeah. Claire with dinner. Billy ambushes Claire right after that. Mary ambushes David and Claire again to tell them she's not pregnant. Like she literally like yeah. storms in their apartment. Uh, Keith and David are ambushed with the two brothers that they're going to adopt. Anthony and Darrell and Ruth sort of ambushes George with just yeah. I, I guess uh, to say ambush like load throw a load on someone yeah. regarding um I guess we so can go ahead I have some thoughts as well where all the storylines kind of tie together would um, you call this a primer thought no are you sure <laughs> yes okay um so I feel like everyone is kind of interjecting on what they think is best okay so Clearly, with the death capsule, um, all of the siblings thinking, you know, oh, this is what he wanted. I know what's best. True. Um, also, Brenda with thinking like it's best to, you know, start talking to Maya now about Lisa and this is the best way to do it. Um, Margaret, when she meets with Claire, like at one point says like, maybe you and Billy have more to talk about than you really think. Yeah. Like trying to yeah. say that like, oh, like, no, you really should be together. Yeah. Um, when Ruth is talking with her friends, she uh-huh. says, um, I made a vow to George, so I need to stand by his side. And his friends were like, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> you, that doesn't always yeah. mean until death was part. And then um, Rico kind of manipulating himself into making Vanessa feel like it's best for them to be together for the boys. Right, right. So I kind of thought that was cool. That segues into two things. One, we're going to save the Vanessa and Rico storyline for last. Last. Because I kind of always liked Vanessa. And then in this. Ah! Yeah. (laughs) And then her last line in this episode. Yes. Yo, 2018, hashtag fuck Vanessa. What? I thought 2018, speak the truth. Right. It's it's, That's the truth? We're in March now. It's it's We're still telling the truth, but we're also. Mm -hmm. I can't. Yes. So we're also not liking Vanessa. and, And we'll get there. Uh, and the other thing is that we could start with the death capsule. Yes. Um, we just see a family dinner here and I could have swore this looks like an older time, right? Definitely. Look at all them smoking in the house. (laughs) Yeah. That would never happen. Um, and sort of how the scene is cut is, you know, they're talking, he's talking about how the first thing to go is memory. He has Alzheimer's, I believe. Diabetes. Diabetes, but he also has, right? Because in diabetes, the first thing to go is your memory. Uh, I, there's some whatever it is someone makes a mention of the first thing to go is your memory and then just the way the scene is cut like everyone's up from the table mm-hmm. and, and and um a guy who dies daniel is just sitting at the table by himself yeah i wonder if that was like from his point of view oh you know what i mean like yeah. everyone's sitting there because it, it's an it's an abrupt cut right to all of a sudden he's just like yeah and almost like he died right and that's like him but obviously yeah. he didn't um yeah there it is um let me ask you, knowing he's diabetic and maybe, see, that's what I'm saying. It kind of plays the two things. Like, did his memory go and he just wanted to enjoy a peach, totally forgetting he's diabetic and right. that would have killed him? Or was it like, 
I'm just going to kill myself by eating this delicious Why do peach. you think his memory went? They said that? Yeah, they, they said the line that, you know, the first thing to go is your memory. Oh. And what, I, I mean, I would rewind it. Because I almost felt like he was like totally like cognizant of everything he was doing. Well, they were talking about him like he was right there. Like they do, I just realized, like they said, uh, what happens to George when they come into Nate's house? Mm. It was like, you guys are talking yeah, about yeah, me. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. Um, but he's just like not even paying attention. Yeah. I think he's just out there, whatnot. Um, but do you, th- so you're, why do you think he ate the peach? Like just because he wanted to enjoy it? Or I'm of the mindset he totally forgot. But like a little part of him remembered in the See, fact that like, I know this is going to kill me. And I just want to enjoy this fucking peach. I did not think of anything like he forgot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just kind of thought that maybe he was just ready to go. Uh-huh. And maybe he was just kind of that was like his, fed up with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I took it. I didn't, I didn't think that. I totally felt like he was completely aware mm-hmm. of everything. But I also didn't know, and I know this is peaches in a can. I didn't know peaches could send you into like a diabetic shock. All the sugar. And then the, from the, like the the juice, or I guess. Well, I think probably from the peach in general, probably is a ton of sugar. But yeah, then from the juice, definitely. What about like a? Uh, this sounds dumb saying a natural peach, like a peach off the tree. No, I think it probably still has a lot of sugar in it. That like yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely like the can of peaches with the sugar, like with right. the juice, it sends it like, you know, to the next level. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, to sort of stick with this because th- their storyline somewhat interjects with with the main storyline, but. Uh, as as I've said on the podcast, like the first two seasons, there's a lot of funeral industry stuff. And as we go further, like there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a moment when they're making arrangements and you have all four four children, I think I would say they are, all fighting about what they want to do with his... I thought they were siblings. What did I say? Children. Yeah, the four children. Of oh, him. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, And they're all fighting about what to do. And then Nate's trying... Nate and Rico are trying to like you know, helped and whatnot. Two things there. One, uh, obviously I've spoken about this with Natalie on the podcast, but being that you're not a funeral director, uh, situation like this, like if there's that much fighting or if you kind of sense it, cause you gotta like, uh, how do I get into this? Like you're not there to like, like help them fight. It's more like, I'm going to leave you guys alone. Yeah. And I'm going to come back in 10 minutes and we're all going to have a decision. Does this happen a lot? It happens. It happens often, but it it gets solved rather quick. Yeah. It's not all the way through to like the end of the funeral. Like, because what happens is, and it's weird too, like when they're at the visitation and Nate and the guy, he's in the casket and he's like, so have you guys decided by then? Yeah. You already have like your cemetery plan, your church plan, you know, your, your cat, your casket selection would usually mean if you're going cremation or burial you know so by this point they would have had yeah. it and you know give give the show its liberties whatnot um but yeah there, there's been definitely been times where it's like all right i'm not here to like listen to you guys fight i'm working right <laughs> while i'm like uh, a funeral director and caring for your family i'm not here to just watch you guys bicker um you know so you definitely do the thing is like i'm gonna be outside yeah. and let you guys uh second when nate's like trying to help them fix it and he's like you know, we should have done with, we should have done what, and he goes over to the file to like, yeah, to look that's at his such name. a bad, so bad. Like I that's, know. you know, uh, but like the real life equivalent, if you don't know someone's name, you could always just go, you know, Hey, big guy. Or, <laughs> hey boss. <laughs> hey chief. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like there you can't, they no. can't be like, you know, we're going to do what buddy wants, <laughs> you know? So funny. Um, I think it's just funny how they, how they, um, let Nate do that. Uh, our episode starts out with Ruth in the mirror. And if you recall something I kind of picked up on last episode that we had like a scene where Nate and David, Mm -hmm. two separate scenes, were looking in the mirror. Uh, First time I watched it, I didn't pick up on it. uh, Ruth and George have just left the... Bone zone. What? (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Uh, I feel like you were on another episode you were on. We talked about this, right? Like the idea of them being in the bone zone and everything. So gross. (laughs) And George George said it was lovely. (laughs) Just like even grosser. Uh, I feel like we're on such repeat regarding this now, but like George is trying to fix it and Ruth is done. Yeah. I feel like I could cut up a montage of me saying that. Uh, I think the only thing that changes here and what finally progresses the story is Ruth is now going to do something about it. Yeah. Um, when we kind of see like where she's going to go with it when she goes she's at the knitting group mm-hmm. 
Uh, is it at the knitting group that they, they implant the idea of like... It's at when they go after the knitting group to the restaurant and they're like drinking a little bit. That's kind right. of when she's complaining at the knitting group. Mm-hmm. But um, when oh, they're actually at the restaurant is when they kind of... At the at the knitting, that's when they're saying like, do something for yourself. Yeah. And then they kind of push it further yeah. at dinner when they they're like... Yeah, they get the wine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, planting the idea that, you know, you guys aren't working out and you feel bad just straight up leaving them yeah to like i guess it's like set them up and then cut them off that's like pretty much exactly <laughs> what that woman said it's kind of it's, i don't know I, it's it's weird because i did not like george for the longest time and now i feel like he's really trying to he i mean he definitely is and with the whole family though too yeah. with like claire with mm-hmm. nate with the whole family he's really trying and i feel like everyone else is kind of accepting and like welcoming of it right um and Ruth is the only one that's not budging. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh, man. I mean, if you're in uh, uh, Ruth's shoes, though, like, what else do you do? No, I know. You no, know, because I think we left off the last episode. George just flipping out in the room crying and Ruth being like, I don't yeah. know what to do with yeah. you, you know? And Maggie doesn't know what to do with him, you know? Right. Um. Like, I know I just said, like, what else is there to do? Like, that's this is this is what Ruth kind of has to do. Right. Just to set him up and and be off whatever it is kind of a sad scene at the, the end of their storyline when like ruth is like oh you like this you know it's so it sad. like a little kid like <laughs> and, know? i know and like she and like he was like oh my gosh that's right by the museums like right, you know right. and she like literally set him up you know yeah. he was like oh we're gonna be so happy here yeah uh do you have anything else because their their storyline's rather short uh, on here i mean it's more of a setup for like you know next episode but. yeah um the only other thing that i had was i thought it was really cute claire and george like hanging out while she was yeah. smoking pot i thought well, that was like a really cute scene like uh-huh. even though like nothing was even said yeah and then also um was knitting groups a thing like 15 years ago and all of the other women were like way too cute to be in a knitting <laughs> yeah, group yeah yeah so that was weird you know what's funny about that on the commentary on the last episode the uh what was the dinner time flies mm-hmm. uh they had mentioned it on the on the commentary where they're like you know we wanted to we wanted ruth to be in a social group but we couldn't like pick what we didn't want to have her play um shuffleboard because that's like super old and yeah like, you know and ruth isn't it's there yet uh, <laughs> um but they were like what's the most la thing we can get and it's like knitting groups that's this is really 2005 funny. yeah you know? and that's like of the time it's probably yeah you know? um i guess we could close up their storyline there right Cause yeah it's more of a, I feel like it's more of a setup for the next episode. Yeah. Um, Nate and Brenda. Nate and Brenda are having breakfast in the morning, and <laughs> Nate invites Maggie for dinner. Yeah. It does run up by Brenda. But if you go through like Nate's mindset, like, uh, let's invite the girl, the woman over, who I would have hooked up with if no one interrupted us so now and i don't want this to sound naive of me but now do you think he's like totally aware of his feelings towards maggie or at least even that he has like something there because who would do that who would invite a woman over to their house to have dinner with their wife to be and to be like hey i think you might like her like to try (laughs) to like make them friends if you like so is he like Maybe not totally aware of it. I don't know. Um, I, I put myself in in his shoes, and I'm just like, if I if that happened to me, uh. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'm just trying to 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 picture where from like a human standpoint, and maybe it's just what I think. Like, like, like the best I could describe for Nate is like. I wasn't really like lying to himself. Like I wasn't really gonna do it. Right. But she is a nice person. Right. I feel bad. She's new in town. Right. We're gonna sweep that under the rug, and no one knows the better. Yeah. You know, because it's not like at dinner they're like washing dishes, and he's no. like, hey, you know. Uh, but maybe like the fact that she is a good person, and I, I mean, I don't know. Also, this is like television, so it's just there's there's some of like whatever happened last week. Yeah. You know, not yeah. yet. You know, we'll get there. You know. Yeah, um, I just, I was just wondering, like, is he not aware of, yeah, like, because yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. Don't forget too, he was drunk on his birthday yeah. fighting. That's what I mean. That that's why it's that like might have just been like a blip on, yeah. on that night. And, yeah, you know, he might have been more about how they were fighting in front of the bathroom. Uh, the way Brenda ambushes in here and wants to explain to Maya about the real story of her mother. Um, <laughs> I get what Brenda's point is just odd she says something like 
while Maya may not be able to express it, she knows what's going on. And I, I believe that, right? To a certain extent, I think. I just mean, I know she has Brenda as a mother figure. And I, I imagine somewhere in that young child's brain, she was just kind of like, oh, at some point, this other woman was always holding me, feeding mm-hmm. me, whatever. Uh, your thoughts on Brenda wanted to do this at breakfast? <laughs> this is, and mind you, this is, let's say a week. Yeah. After that huge blowout. Yeah. Fight. Um, I kind of feel like she's too wrapped up in her books. Right. And, you know, I feel like while I am not a parent yet, I, you know, I'm sure that books are helpful, but um, kind of, you know, I feel like you have to take it with a grain of salt. And then when Nate says, you know, she's, she's my daughter or yeah. she's not, you know, I feel like parenting should be between like, the, the parents yeah so it's like if you kind of want to be a parent for Maya mm-hmm. then maybe instead of just blurting out or or speak like like that's a huge conversation you know yeah. like that should have been discussed with Nate yeah if you really want to step up to the plate and be like you know mm-hmm. and be that parental role yeah that needs to be discussed beforehand not you it, know it's weird because like she totally should have discussed that with Nate prior. yeah that's not something so then it got me to thinking, so it's kind of selfish on Brenda's part. Like, I'll, like I know this is our daughter, even yeah. though, like, what Nate says. Um, but I'm not going to run something like this by you. Yeah. Like, I'm just, this is yeah. what oh, I think definitely. is right. You know, so it's a really selfish move. Um, but kind of like we see later in the episode, I do think, while as selfish as she was being, she kind of did need that, like, it, it wasn't a verbal punch at the time, but the way Nate was like, listen... I don't even know if she's my kid. Right. That was crazy. <laughs> like, you know, and just kind of just be yeah. like, wow, I was being selfish yeah. and, and whatnot. Um, no, I was totally on Nate's side. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess to scale it back a little bit, I think the the way Nate was trying to handle it was like pretty, pretty, I mean, the way you would want someone to handle it. Definitely. Like, hey, can we talk about what happened? Yeah. It's fine. You want to talk about it. Maybe just not now. Yeah. And then kind of like egos get involved. And if you imagine that they are a couple that kind of hates each other at the moment underneath everything, um, you know, eventually it's going to lead to fighting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the line where he's like, it's only my daughter. I feel like that's a line that probably comes up in a, in a, in a relationship like this. Yeah. Where if you get into like that heat of a fight, I feel like that's always like in your pocket to like definitely. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. could you? Yeah, and he clearly didn't mean it. Yeah, right. Because at the end of the episode, he's like, "No, I want." I, yeah, maybe you're right. You know, um, but just always have that dagger. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like though, um, Nate has done a pretty good job in totally a hundred percent welcoming Brenda and welcoming her to have that mom role. Yeah. and she puts her to bed. She gives her a bath. She does all of that. That like. Like at the end of the day, like this is not your like. You, she doesn't have to be calling you mommy right now. Like, yeah. it, like you know what I mean. And I feel like he's kind of given her a lot for Maya's relationship, and for her to do that to him was like pretty messed yeah. up. So, some of coming, some of that coming from Brenda is how she was raised. Yeah, and the same like, this is you know a lot of Brenda the way she was raised. Her parents were literally having orgies when she was like in the room sleeping, and smoking pot, and all this stuff. So Brenda's probably overreaching in terms of wanting a quote-unquote normal family uh, uh, to stay somewhat within the Nate storyline. When Maggie comes in, when they're at the funeral, Nate's at the funeral home, and that's the scene where mm-hmm. the family ends up bringing food, whatnot, and Maggie comes in. Is it me or does Maggie now look better? Yeah, definitely. She's like made up and her hair's done and, and yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. She's defi- like before it's noticeable. She was, yeah, before she was, I'm not, I'm not calling her a drag, but she just had a a bland monotone look. Right. And now she's kind of got like some sparkle going on. Yeah. You know? uh, and even in that scene in the funeral home, they kind of have like, they're not flirting, but they're like the step right before flirting. Yeah. It's a pre-flirt. A pre-flirt, <laughs> yes. There's definitely a pre-flirt going on. Um, the, the family bringing in food. It took me a, a second to realize like, they were Nate was going to let the family bring the food to the fridge, which is in the basement where the prep room is. Nice. And usually you would have a fridge not there. Yeah. You know, but again, it's a TV show. Um, Let me ask you something because there's been, I've had some debate on it on on Facebook. Do you think Nate is insecure? Um, Did you read that? I did read it a little bit. If if, if to to reference what we're talking about, if you want to go on our Facebook, it's one of the pictures I posted this week. Uh, Shit, I guess it was between Colton, Jeanette, and... um, 
believe another gentleman I know, I think his last name is Rendon, but regardless. Um, I did read it a little bit. The idea of, is Nate insecure or not? So it's kind of, um, it, it's definitely a weird question because I feel like in regards to maybe himself or maybe women, he's not. Mm-hmm. But then like, like talking, going back to Maya, maybe not being his father, like that's something. And like, even at the dinner scene when um, George and Maggie go over their house and George is kind of asking some questions and you could tell he's like shutting down and he's like, no, 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 it's okay. But he's clearly still upset and still is, you know, something still, you know, kind of like a cloud over him. So um, I think that generally speaking, I would not call him insecure, but I guess about that, about Lisa and that yeah. whole thing, and and possibly now a little bit of Maya, I yeah. I could see it. But I I think generally no, I wouldn't call him insecure. Yeah, and see, they were bringing up valid points of why he is insecure, and it, it, I have like this mental block where it's just like, you could show me that this is a TV, and I still think it's a <laughs> it's a computer, you know? Yeah. Like they were telling me everything, and they were all right. Yeah. But I was just still like, no, he's not. Yeah. Um. But there was like. Wow, something got in my mouth. Uh, there was good, and I don't want to just read from Facebook, but there was good discussion there about like the analysis of Nate and whether or not he's he's um he's insecure. Uh, the dinner scene. This I was trying to think of it. What it reminded. Oh, so you know how when they come in and Maggie and George come over for dinner, and Nate and Brenda, Brenda rather, is just Ugh. like, hey, if by the way, if something seems off, that's because we're fighting about something serious that Nate doesn't want to talk. You know, and all this yeah. is going on. Uh, it was bothering me like, what did that remind me of? Is that like from a sitcom or whatever? And then it hit me. Uh, American Beauty. Remember when they're past, they're sitting there at the table? And that's this is, this is after everything had happened where Kevin Spacey's just like, someone please pass, pass the, the asparagus. asparagus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you know how she's like, you know, oh, you quit your job today? That's great. I'll just support everyone. Like, you know, right, just doing right. All that that in is front kind of Jane. funny actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it hit me like, where did I hear this like passive yeah. aggressive talking about us fighting when you're not supposed to yeah. and you know, all that? Yeah. Um, Fucking awkward by Brenda. So awkward. It's so awkward when you're with another couple that's arguing in general or maybe feeling a little tense, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But to announce it? Yeah. Like... The same way they would have been like, guys, we we have actually have some great steak tonight. Yeah. Also, by the way, we're fucking fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was just, no, they're, yeah. yeah, that was. And, and when they're sitting at the dinner table after dinner and they put Maya to bed, it almost was just like, guys... Let's your fight. Let's talk about it. I know. Let's do this together. Like it was just so like. Yeah, it it was like the same way. Being like, what do you guys think about Trump? It definitely, it definitely got weird. Yeah, just God, and and I don't know. Just this, you know, it's too like Maggie sitting there, daughter of George, and she just sitting there hearing all about this. I mean, she probably heard you know George and her were talking, whatever. But just to talk about that with her there, you know, that's that's only family and while George's family, you know, all of it is just like... It was definitely weird. It was definitely... I I felt bad though because I feel like George really was um, like sympathetic. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't real... Like, I didn't like... And and I've I have to admit like I've definitely done that before where you like say the wrong thing in the wrong situation or maybe you like ask one too many questions and then you're like oh my god no, why yeah, did I just do that you know no yeah, I know yeah. I know that's like let's talk about the death of your know, <laughs> you know, know. Uh, um now something really quick and you are have to be in the less than one percent of our great fans who listen to the podcast <laughs> I spoiled the ending oh yeah but see. Again, I'm going to say it again. I'm so upset. You had a 13-year window. I'm so window. upset. <laughs> uh, but uh, I say that to say there's a scene where Daniel's in the casket and, you know, just sort of the way he's like, you know, Nate's like, oh, tell me what you want. Cremation of Barrow's like, I'll tell you what I want. I want Maya to have a mother. Um, there's there's an inkling there of like, you're not going to be here. I like, didn't even is, think yeah. of that, but yeah, definitely. But like, you, have to, you have to picture from now until the end. Everything is sort of leading up to Nate's death. Yeah, I was trying to block that out, so that maybe <laughs> well, that's why. <laughs> if I keep if I keep saying Nate's yeah. death, will it go? Um, Nate's death. Apple watches. Keep saying it. <laughs> and and you know we, we we talked about it. Just the idea of when Nate and and Brenda Nate's going in about how you know I have a lot of trouble with this because my wife was sleeping with my brother in law and all this and. It never occurred to me to that point that Maya might not even be his. Yeah, that was crazy. Like it didn't, and like how many times have I watched this show and whatever that right. that point never hit to me to there. Um, and you're at that point as a parent, like 
You don't even care. No. Mine or not, doesn't Absolutely, matter. Yeah. She's mine. Yeah. And, you know, been there since birth, you know, whatever. Um, and just the idea that for a relationship that was headed south, how we left off last episode. Yeah. Let's say we're 60 minutes later. Um, the two of them and the most like precious family picture. Yeah. You know, the two of them yeah. sitting down, mine in the middle, yeah. you know, going over Really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like how did that? Yeah. 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 Uh, we have David and Keith, Claire and Billy and Vanessa and Rico, which we'll say for last. Now, do you smell that at all? No. You don't smell what's coming? No, it's coming. Oh, I smell it now. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Break. <laughs> Kick back a little just to watch and see. Getting sick by the minute with the debauchery. Whatever your pleasure, I'm your punk. On the brink of sinking, baby, but not yet some. And now, some marriage advice from our sponsors. You're full of shit. You know, lately I was thinking there might be a chance that we would get back together. But boy, do I need my fucking head examined. I can't believe I've ever married a fucking embalmer. with part two of the podcast really quick plug for the the podcast that we're going to be starting next week digging dexter and the fun of that podcast is i know everything that happens and i know nothing you know nothing (laughs) that being said how do you think nate dies oh my gosh i have no clue make it up i have no car accident like fast and furious yeah okay like vin diesel comes and yes i was thinking tyrese but yeah uh, I'll let you stew it over. Try. I'm going to hopefully try and remember. I'm going to ask you again when we finish. Because car accident is like, you know, it's got to be a show. It's got to be like theatrical. Got you know? It. Maybe he dies in the embalming room. <gasps> <laughs> um, do you want to go David and Keith or Claire? Um, we could do David and Keith. Claire is smoking <laughs> pot with George. Love it. They're cute. <laughs> uh, um, I haven't spoken about this with you on the podcast, but I spoke about it with Natalie and the idea of like, yo, pot stinks. Yeah. <laughs> like if my neighbor from three houses down is smoking, I smell it. Right. Nate's just, for lack of a better word, willy nilly. <laughs> I can't even say that word. Willy nilly just smoking pot in her house. Yeah. And that's a funeral home. <laughs> like I didn't think about that. Smell actually, like yeah. travels that you know, yeah. but like smoking pot is that shit permeates and it go you know right. And she just in the, her bedroom in the living room. That's crazy. So you funny. Know? Um. <laughs> uh, and the 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 tensions are still high between Ruth and Claire. Oh my gosh. Um. Ruth is nuts. But uh, yeah, yeah. What about when Ruth and George were talking at the dinner table and Claire walks in and she just, I think we both laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just like bursted out laughing. Just yeah. screamed Oh, when she's like, get out of my house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the more she's like, go get a job. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, important correction. And I'm going to forget the woman's name. She commented on one of our Instagram posts. Uh, how old do you think Claire is right now? Uh, 23, 24. Oh, I had thought she was 25. And I, I forget, and forgive me, your Instagram name is Strawberry Something. My I don't have my phone with me. Uh, she pointed out that Claire's 22, and oh. it's uh, whatever years out of high school. I forget how she pinpointed it, but it's pretty obvious. And also, who do you think's the older Fisher, Nate, Nate or David? Yeah, it's actually David. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that. And I, oh, I mean, I watched the show, and I thought it was David. It kind of makes sense. Wait. I always watch the show and I always thought it was Nate. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I feel like that David, though, is the David's older like one. David's more well put together. Definitely, and, yeah. And, and he's kind of like, he yeah. picks up the pieces, I feel like, yeah. in a sense. But Forgive me, woman who commented on Instagram. I You pointed it out and I was like, of course, that's so obvious that David's the older Fisher. Um, and then Claire gets a call from Billy to meet him at the diner. Uh, uh, the interaction between them is definitely, I want to say it's odd. It's just more like give and take. Like Claire's, not give and take. Billy's just giving. Yeah. And Claire's just like, all right, cool. Can I leave? Yeah. Um, and it also looks like Claire like rushed to get there and she was like, hey, like, so what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. He, like, what did he exactly tell her? Yeah. And he's just like, so what should we eat? And she was yeah. like, what? No. Like, can I leave? Uh, um, there's two things about that. One, he at the end of it, he says he's back on his medication. Do you believe him? Um, 
Um, he was really subdued. That's why I'm like, yeah, he was on his meds. Yeah, I did until you just made me question it. <laughs> um, now, the same th- way you said you felt bad about George in the beginning, I felt so bad for Billy here. No way. I did because I was like, this poor guy. He's just being. He's just trying to like apologize while. You know, unrealistically asking if the relationship is still on, whatnot, yeah. right? But also just being like, you know what? All right, I'm sorry. And but did just, he ever actually say he's sorry? No, no, no. But just the way he was like, hey, uh, maybe he didn't say sorry, but he was being, he was acting apologetic. Can I say that or no? Kind of. Okay. But like in the diner, he was like, oh, I just wanted closure. I just wanted closure. And then he was like, so like, like, are we done? I, I, but I, it, and, and it's like, honestly, like if he would have said he's sorry, yeah. maybe he would have gotten a little bit further. Like yeah. he... Well, I don't think there's anything. Billy no, could have but I'm done. just saying that, like, you can act apologetic all day long, and you yeah. can act, you know, oh, I just want a closure, or whatever. No, it's like if you're sorry, then yeah. say you're sorry. Like, you know what I felt bad for when Billy was like, "All right, well, I guess I'll just sit here and eat some pie." It just made me feel bad from like being nah. like, lonely. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> are you are you team fuck Billy? Ew, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, I didn't mean, whoa, I don't know whoa, what you whoa. meant. <laughs> yeah, team fuck Billy. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ew. Uh, uh, we he's get a, not cute. We get a not good looking. No, he's not good looking. No, he's not attractive. No. Wow. No. I'm so I'm actually surprised because I think he's he's attractive in like a. Maybe you should date him. Maybe I will. <laughs> uh, um, Margaret gets a Claire gets a call from Margaret and asks to meet in person. Yo, know, if that's my. <laughs> this is weird doing this with you yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> that was a moment of like, whoa, 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 back up. <laughs> if your if 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 your mother called me, I would at least say, "Can you tell me what it's about?" Right. You know. Just, Again, though, made clear like. It, no, no, totally, a hundred percent. Yeah, like like if I got that call from your mother, left to talk in person. Yeah. I'm thinking something horrible happened, right. or I don't like just the worst. You know, just to be like, hey, I think you should kind of... I know. I was like, what the hell? Reconsider. I could have denied you on the phone. <laughs> like, I know. You know. I didn't have to come in, in person. Uh, um, God, how much of a 10-year-old move is this? Oh, my God. Like, it's ridiculous. Literally, when Margaret walks away from the table, she's like, okay, call me later, honey. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know... It's... Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about have, having your mom do your... like. No, I know, but if you're saying like Billy's like a, the ten year old here, yeah, and like yeah. as Margaret, she's like, okay, honey, call me later. Oh, right, right, okay. I'm you sorry, know, like, I'm sorry, like, I misunderstood. Yeah, you. yeah. Uh, um, kind of reminded me of just like have your mom speak to my mom about you sleeping over. Oh my you ever god, do that I remember move? that? I always did that. It was yeah, like, yeah, that, that, was, the that move. was the best move. <laughs> you had, yeah. But that's what totally would have felt that's like. Really it's funny, like, actually. You, know, you talk to Claire. You get her back from yeah. me. Yeah, I'll, I'll swoop in. And you that's know? so funny. <laughs> Uh, Margaret wants to negotiate with Claire about Anything's being with negotiable? Billy. No, yeah, like no. <laughs> what does it even mean? At first, when I was first watching it, I literally was like, "Is she gonna pay her?" Like, I didn't know. Yeah, what I didn't even pick up on weird. that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, it's funny. It's like it's a. I'll call it a dirty move, but there's a better word for it. Having Margaret, you know, get Claire to dinner to do this. It's just really low. And what's even more lower is just being like, no, 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 I'll get up. And here comes Billy. Switcheroo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. The old switcheroo. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I was like, God. And then it's like, do you really think that's going to be attractive? Like, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you think that's going to work? And Claire's going to be like, you know what? I kind of like what right. you just did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like that switcheroo. That was a, that was a good move. And no. This, and this is where, even when he's crying in the restaurant, like telling her, please don't leave. Yeah. This is where I went from like feeling, it happened quick. Went from be, feeling bad for him to being like, uh-uh. you shouldn't be with anyone. Like, no. you, the, the, this right. is not the time right, for you right, to like right. go like find the hookup. Whatever. Yeah. Like you just really. You need to work on I guess get back on your yourself. meds because he was fine yeah. on, on his meds and whatnot. Um. Then the other scene when when Claire's smoking pot in the house, and remember, like, Nate comes home and uh, has a chat with her regarding, like, oh, I just kind of saw Maya later in the future being like you, and picks up the joint, smokes it too. Yeah. Now, this, some of this may not register with you just because how you came into the series, but like I was saying, this is what Jeanette wrote into me, and then, like I said, Colton mentioned it. Um, Claire is sort of visited by nathaniel through george and nate hmm. you picture the way george was sitting there that's a very that's a a father stepfather yeah, yeah. but the way kind of like you said it was cute because they didn't really say anything they were just talking and 
shooting the shit yeah. about like her art, you know. Uh, um, you know, she said Nathaniel came through to Claire through came through to Claire through George as they were watching a war movie. Same demeanor, same chilled out lines of questioning. That's how kind of like Nathaniel is, you know. Yeah. Nathaniel probably would have like fought back a little bit more and like argued with her, and George was like, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> fucking George. But then like this scene, like like with Nathaniel, just the way I'm sorry with Nate, just the way he's like. You know, don't waste your life. Don't go do, you know. Um, uh, Jeanette wrote, Nathaniel came through to Claire through Nate with the same demeanor, same chilled out lines of questioning, even taking a drag of her joint while wearing his funeral suit. Yeah. And Nate, you know, Nate is definitely, like now that that was pointed out, Nate is definitely Nathaniel, the ghost of the ghost, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, is there anything else on, on Claire's storyline that I messed up on or glossed over? So. Um, what's the other storyline? David and Keith. David and Keith are going to an adoption picnic fair. Is this a thing? Have you heard of this? Um, I don't know if this is a thing, but I think Keith says it's it's kind of weird. I feel like we're like going to look at puppies, and it totally is kind of weird. I I can't decide if it's nice or uncomfortable because if you look at it from the kids' standpoint, they get like a a fair day for lack of a better word. Yeah. They get a fun day, but like what they don't know is they're being like interviewed definitely yeah <laughs> they're kids I know. you know uh I, I couldn't like when i when i look at it from the kid's standpoint like oh you get to have like a fun day and like they have no clue but it's like maybe you get adopted yeah but i guess for parents too it's probably good because like you get to see them in a setting it's not like an all i don't i don't know how these things go yeah but i imagine like maybe the first time you meet them is somewhere and it's like a setup thing this is just kind of like a free-for-all yeah yeah like you do this one whatever but what felt disgusting was all the parents hopped around like the cute kid yeah the cute little young girl and like whatever whatever any other kids was there just being like not hawked on yeah as people who are looking to adopt like put yourself in the shoes of keith and david or other parents rather if one parent is talking to a kid or a, a set of parents are talking to a kid why don't you like go to another kid definitely there's yeah, like you're eight not gonna, of them yeah. you know yeah. oh, that's just so weird it's definitely weird oh my yeah. god um just sad i don't i don't know if i'm putting race into it uh but having like the little black kid all by himself yeah i, <laughs> I don't know if that's that's intentional or not yeah it, it's a way different time you know today today if this show aired today that would kind of be intent intentional you yeah know? uh um Oh, something that you don't know. Uh, Keith's sister has a sister, Carla, okay. who had a lot of drug problems and was kind of always in and out of rehab. And they kind of had a... Uh, she had a daughter that Keith looked after a lot. Uh, God, I forgot her name. Oh, that's me getting older. Um, 1%. Yep, 1% right there. Uh, the way little Anthony says, like, yeah, my mother's in rehab in six months, you know. Uh, how sad that must be for the little kid to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and you just, you know, he says something like that. That's so heavy, but then he also goes, you know, from saying, Oh, you know, David, you can never be an yeah, astronaut, astronaut because yeah. yeah, like it's like such an innocent thought. And then like going to that, that's so heavy. It's sad. That's like a kid's mind, right? Yeah, definitely. You know? <laughs> it's sad. Uh, um, it somewhat with the storyline. Mary, is pregnant because she's craving carne asada <laughs> and has diarrhea so obviously pregnant we both <laughs> laughed and i had in my notes here because this is something she even sounds like it the way mary calls and says like guess who's pregnant i know that's something i could have totally natalie recreate and she'd probably sound if possible more believable <laughs> than mary you know that's really remember funny. like we both left it's yeah kind of like who says it yeah like uh, uh, um, I just love that her pregnancy test is that she's craving carne asada. Yeah, and and it, it I realized like she didn't say she actually took one. She just no. Then they was. called her out on it, yeah, and she yeah. was like, "Well, I was craving." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what? <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Uh, um, a little weird when they're celebrating her pregnancy with like a food platter and like sparkling cider, I believe, whatever you know. Yeah. Um. I can't pinpoint exactly what's weird with her, but there's something not right. There's definitely a lot weird with her. I think <coughs> that um, I think that she has this like fake persona to the world, and like I feel like at home she's just like 
the way the way you just said fake persona. Yeah. I just pictured her Instagram. Oh my god! <laughs> right, Instagram model for yeah. sure. She. I forgot. I was telling this to a group of my friends. The amount of people we see when we're out here in South Florida. And what, what, what do we say exactly? We go Instagram famous, right? Yeah. We go Instagram model. Yeah. And it's always, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it only girls, but in my head, it's just always girls who are doing the P sign. Yeah. Have like one leg bent. Yep. Yep. Uh, we went to a heat game and God, it was oh everywhere. Oh my God, it was there so was bad. more people taking Instagram pictures yeah. than watching the game. Yeah. Um, but her, like, it's funny. The way I just said you could picture her Instagram, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Oh, definitely. I don't know if I'm able to verbalize it and go through like post by post. Um, but she definitely has this at the beach, right? Ah, she totally does. <laughs> uh, uh, what I'm doing is, is my hands up in the air, like I'm grabbing something and she makes the heart with her hand. Yes, yeah, she, she definitely, definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a kind of funny too, is that, so she's a surrogate, like that's right. kind of like a profession. Like she might have, a, she might be working as well, but they're definitely paying her. And then, um, when she asks about the sparkling cider, and she was like, oh, because, you know, my OBGYN said yeah. I could have a glass of wine. And they kind of give each other a look. And then she's also eating locks, which you're not supposed to eat. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Which you're not supposed to eat while you're pregnant. So it's just mm-hmm. funny that it's like if you're pregnant with your own child and you want to have a glass of wine or you want to eat something you're not supposed to, whatever, it's your kid. Yeah. But like if this is your job and someone's paying you, like I believe that surrogacy is like go as far as like buying your own like buying food for you like it could go that far like Keith and David buy food for her yeah like like if we say like hey we want you to be a vegan you need like it's like your job you know that it's like just funny that it's like she's like Mrs. I love being pregnant and then doing all these things let me ask you something and you may not know the answer um so we find out at the end she's not pregnant yeah they went through the insemination process what happens to that x amount of money like does she still get paid you don't I, know. I, I, I I'm not does. like. Oh, really? Like I, they just eat. They so, lose that okay, money. Okay, actually. Um. So I had a client of mine. Um. I'm a hairdresser. I had a client of mine who, she was a surrogate for a gay couple, and it was really strange. But she kind of broke it down. Where let's just say the amount was like thirty thousand dollars. Like it was like they give you five after the insemination then like you are it's a successful pregnancy you're pregnant you get another five then we like get through the first trimester you get another five and it kind of goes like that toward the end of the pregnancy you get the full amount um but you you don't know if like after first trimester things didn't go well you don't know if like she doesn't get the rest or she was cut off there i don't know i mean she she yeah the the pregnancy went full term and all that but no i don't know yeah i would assume though that they're paying an increment so that they could do that Mm -hmm, if it mm -hmm. doesn't go full term and after we find out that Mary is not pregnant, we finally get back to adopting. Um, I like the way, like the same way, let's say you find out you're pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's like movies. That's the only time I've seen it. But you go to the, the OBGYN and they're just like, oh, we got one. Uh, we got two. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that happens in real life, yeah. right? I guess it no, does. No, yeah, I think it definitely does. Tests don't say two. No. Uh, the same way they found out at the adoption agency, like, oh, you're getting two, by the way. Yeah. Like, well, they didn't say you have to, but who's yeah. gonna really? If you're gonna adopt, you're yeah. not gonna separate the two of them. Um, and that is definitely as much as a cliffhanger as that could be for for a future yeah. episode. Anything on them before I gloss over to? No, I'm happy for them. I'm excited to see what happens. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vanessa is at school with Julio, and we have some bullying going on. Now, this is your biggest fear. Fuck, Vanessa. What? Your child <laughs> being the bully. Oh, uh, my child. <laughs> That's my biggest fear? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, and I think it's because in today's day and age. Like, I don't know if you were the same way, but there's definitely stuff I did as a little kid that could, t- like... That could... Like... Get definitely that could get label t- you a bully. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm shocked. <laughs> Don't I sound like it? I'm not a bully. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, isn't this everyone's fear? Or no, no, I know. Like it's somewhere in the top yeah. ten that your child's yeah. not a fucking dickhead, yeah. right? Um, I don't. I've definitely pointed it out this pointed this out before, but pointing it out again that Julio is Freddie Rodriguez's real son. It was kind of cool. That's definitely cool. How funny cool is acting like your line is just like deny it, deny it, deny it, and then say, what? It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. 
Uh, this is another, this is definitely going to be something funner, funnier on the Dexter podcast, but when you gasp, because <laughs> when Re- when Julio admits to it, you went, <gasps> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> bully. Uh, Rico's plan here totally backfires, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and I don't think that that was a well thought plan. <laughs> um, I mean, when you take into account the have to call the cops definitely not yeah (laughs) um so what happens seems to have required a sit down with parents Mm -hmm. um i don't know i mean again going back to me being not the greatest kid uh when a situation arise that your parent had to come down you were in deep shit (laughs) you weren't in like trouble like you know you didn't get a gold star that was like next level yeah stay behind class uh that never happened to you no oh fuck you (laughs) it almost it almost made me um in the scene though it almost seemed that like rico voluntarily did that whole thing because like the principal at one point said you know i wish that other fathers were like you um rico said rico said to the mom like my son wants to personally apologize and she looked like shocked i didn't think that it was a, a situation where they had to come speak to the principal. It almost looked like Rico, Rico initiated yes, it. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what I got from it. Uh, um, I have something here. It reminded me of a time. I was so bad as a little kid. I got, you got like notes home. Did you have like report cards? Yeah. And this was at a Remember time. Remember progress reports? Progress. Those were report cards, no? But you didn't get a progress report between like in progress the middle. Progress report was like later. Later. They don't do schooling? progress reports anymore. Uh, like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Yeah. Uh, when you got mail from school, it's like fuck. I knew I did something wrong. Anyway, uh, so this was in second. To me, this is a really funny story. I was in second grade and I couldn't read script. I was a really bad kid. So like my parents knew all the teachers. Like it was one of those. Like they call you know. Um, but one day I got a note sent home to give to my mom. I gave it to my. Uh, I didn't give it to my mom. I was so scared. I was so petrified. <laughs> So, kind of knowing how the process works, I got a card, like a card we had in the house, and I signed my mom's initials, trying really hard to do script, Uh and I gave it back to my teacher. And any, obviously a teacher, a smart woman, knew bullshit. (laughs) So, obviously they called my mom, my mom came in and everything. What ended up happening, the note was actually... The teacher saying how good I was. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And they were like, what are you doing? You know? That's but I really funny. The, fu- the, the funniest thing about it was I couldn't read script. You got pretty good at your mom's signature though, huh? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> you told me you did. You uh, told me you forged your mom's signature a few times. No, my, my father's. Oh, okay. My mother's was pristine. Oh, okay. Like almost like a stamp. Like, yeah. Like obnoxiously good. Uh-huh. My father was just like scribble. <laughs> um. No, but I, I could still see That's so the funny. initials and how like probably squiggly it was trying to, you know? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just handed the card back. I just signed it. I just put the initials. I didn't put like dear or whatever, right, you know? Right. Um, that situation just reminded me of that. Uh, um, how did Rico not know reporting that that molestation and pot and drug use? Yeah. I guess he was just so far of like, I'm going to get this... This is going to be my plan. I'm yeah. not even going to focus on anything else, right? Uh, uh, even the way, the same way Rico kind of found how Vanessa was biting on like, oh yeah, Pam Beasley, she's dead. Oh my God, yeah. Right? Like the same way yeah. he just saw it like, I'm just going to keep lying. And yeah. She's going to keep, you know. Uh, and she was buying it. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny like the way Rico was saying it it's kind of like the same way like a five-year-old tells a lie it's like yeah and, and the the principal said it wasn't good for us and yeah. vanessa it's weird because vanessa's like she's a strong woman on the show weird that she like bought it but maybe because it was about our kids i mean maybe you know like yeah. i feel like that's like a different level yeah. you know yeah. and i think that maybe you know everyone wants to think of their kid as a good kid so like why yeah. why else would julio be acting out like yeah uh, um, you know, it makes me wonder why, why didn't Rico just lie? Like why, why? Cause I don't think he thought it out. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, guess I just so, right? do right, not right. think it was thought out. I think out. he's lied about so much other stuff. Exactly. Why yeah. wouldn't he just keep going? Yeah. You know? uh, um, the, the wrath, having seen this from my mother and woman in my family, the wrath of a Latina woman when they're mad. Watch out. Fuck. 
You already see the way Vanessa comes oh, in there. Yeah. First of all, no one is storming into an embalming room like that. <laughs> like that's first. Second, her hand is all over a working embalming table. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Like, bleh. I think she's just seeing red. You see red, but like hygienic. No, I know. <laughs> you know? But... Uh, um, I went over this with you while we were watching the episode. So Rico is holding these spring forceps and in these... Oh God, what's happening to me? Happening to me a lot lately. And what Rico has in the spring forceps are... We're talking about the scene in the embalming room when Rico is working on a body and Vanessa comes storming in. I believe the professional medical term would be a booty plug. <laughs> <laughs> you think the professional thing... You think prof- yeah, it's professionally the, yeah. called booty. Yeah, that's literally what you told me. <laughs> no, no. And it's funny because when you asked me, you were like, "Hey, what, do you know what that is?" And I was like, "Okay, it definitely looks like a butt plug, but it can't be a butt plug because it's just too obvious." And then it was. But it's not booty. <laughs> no. <laughs> then you you told me the wrong thing. Then it's probably anal plug is the correct term. But yeah, he's just waving around this anal plug that he's about to stick in in, in an orifice uh, um and then we get to the line in the fucking episode which i don't know what she means you're by still it. pissed well what does that mean like you well, know what's the line i can't believe married a fucking bomber there we <laughs> she go. just storms out but is she implying that embalmers always lying to principles and always concocting meetings yeah i don't know i'm not Yo, Nate and David are also embalmers. Yo, she'd be lucky to end up with one of them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. When she, I, the first time I saw it, I watched this. I mean, it's funny. When I say watch, the first time I watched it for the podcast where you have to analyze everything, I literally did like the, the thing you make fun of me for and like I call it like the Sopranos. Oh! <laughs> I was like, yo, what the hell? And the way she saw him, that line just got me. Yeah. Well, the second time that we watched it together, you still were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you still. I you're still, still harboring I still some am. feelings there. Fucking Vanessa, man. Um, yeah. I just. I don't. I would love to talk to the 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 writer to just be like, what does that mean? Maybe I, well, I can't believe I married a funeral direct. Anything else? Can't believe I married a guy. <laughs> funeral director, shit. Uh, um, our episode closes out with Nate and Brenda showing Maya her real mom, Lisa. Uh, that was a rather nice scene. Definitely. Something I told you, like, after we watched the episode where we just kind of like, not a lot happened, you know, um, it, I think it's sort of like a calm before the storm for like the next, the final six episodes. Right. Final seven episodes. (laughs) That was me counting on my hands. Um, anything else I glossed over or anything stuff you wanted to bring up that I did not? Uh, I don't think so. I Nothing? Think good. Talked mm-hmm. about everything. I, I think so. Uh, do you think one day you're going to say, what the fuck did I marry a fucking bomber? I, I don't know. I might, <laughs> if you piss me off enough. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that wraps up our episode. Still don't know why it's called eat a peach. Still don't know. That being said, uh, I could have promoted it as we have a very special guest next week. We still have a very special guest next week, <laughs> but now we know who it is. It's you. <laughs> it's me. Sorry, you guys are stuck with me another week. <laughs> um, again. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. You see that? The leg Here is we up go. in the air. The leg is up in the air. He was about to. Look how pissed she is. Um, We're watching Vanessa. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Also, the the body's on the table the wrong way. It's always the other way, the way the show goes. Anyways. God, what a fucking embalmer. What a- <laughs> um, with that being said, that wraps up our episode. Again, giving a slight little plug, plug for our other podcast, and we'll be doing a lot more plugging for it next week. We have a Dexter podcast going on, Digging Dexter. Uh, we'll talk about that more next week. And next week's episode is, do you know it offhand? You got it? You the got Rainbow it? of Her Reasons. Wow, you came prepared. Next week's episode, The Rainbow of Her Reasons. And that's it. We will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. I wish it was so when you told me that you were solid gold. I swear to God I could not hurt you. I've got to be.
you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. My heart